Hello and welcome to Betch Slapped. I'm Aileen. And I'm Jordana. Um, okay, so has anything happened to you in your life, Jordana, recently in the last two weeks, well, I guess? We're back off. We're, we're fresh off of President's Day weekend. Yeah, right? fresh as fuck. Fresh what did you do? Off. Nothing? Um, I saw a magic show, as I was telling you about oh. before, Steve Cohen um, at... It was fancy do magic. You know how, do you know how you pronounce the name of this hotel? It's L-O-T-T-E. It's like a no. fancy midtown L- hotel. I, I keep wanting to say it, but you know I'm very... I wasn't <laughs> sure. I'm like very, very bad at pronouncing things. L- Lodi. I think it's Lati. <laughs> I don't know. It's like very embarrassing for know. me. I can't say it. Well, should we Google it later? We should. Okay. Um, so anyway, magic so I, was went good. To, I went to see the magic there. It was cool. I don't I don't believe in magic. There are illusions, but um, it's an illusion. Is it a cool, it's a cool illusion. Here's the thing. It's like you can sit there trying to figure out how they do the magic. I love that. Um, but like it's almost like I know that there's a trick. So it's like I don't need to figure out exactly how I don't believe in like re- like this isn't Harry Potter. I don't believe in like real magic. So yeah. Like, well, the thing about there's nothing I hate more when I accidentally figure it out and then everything Right, it's you like want to ruin it for awful. yourself. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I know what you're doing. I saw you hide the thing. I saw you hide the card. And now right. everything is just ruined. And I'm like, this is a waste of my yeah, time. I mean, that's also a bad magician if you can figure it out. I think I was at an angle in which I wasn't supposed to be. Did you call them out? No, un- embarrassing. That's bad magic etiquette. Yeah, it's like in, you remember Love on Netflix when he takes her to the magic show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just feel like that's bad magic etiquette. Like, I think we had a magician come to our office and I saw, I was on the side and I saw him do something. Right. And I was like, well, now I'm fucking annoyed and you're a fraud. He must not have been that good. <laughs> but it's funny because like, uh, so, so this this magician, Steve Cohen, goes to... Um, he went to, he's like from Chappaqua and he went to Cornell. Oh my God. Right. What? His name is like Steve Cohen. basic bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So which is funny. I'm like imagining like when he's up there, dude, he's like 50, but like yeah. I'm imagining like someone we know just like being this like super like a famous magician. magic person who does, yeah. he's like done magic shows for like Warren Buffett and like all, he's like the millionaire's magician, which means it's like pretentious. Yeah. Um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. Now. You can buy yourself a $22 martini downstairs. Speaking of pretentious people, Karl Lagerfeld died this morning. Oh my God. You didn't know. I didn't even see that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But I mean, oh, yeah, he's like relatively young. 85. Right? He's 85. Mm-hmm. He yeah, he great. died um, at 85. So wow. a bunch of people posted his pretentious um, uh, quotes. Interesting. All over the Internet. I feel like he was not a great guy. No, not to speak ill. Yeah. Like everybody. The thing is, is like he definitely hated fat people. And I think he hated a lot of people. I think he was also like kind of anti-Semitic. Yeah, he hated a lot of people. There was this one um, co- uh, quote by him. It was like, elegance is physical. A woman needs to be elegant when she's naked. Otherwise, she won't be elegant when she's clothed. I'm like, all right. She just, so you're saying she just needs to be skinny. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely like, of an era, but, of an era of but a different train of thought. But everyone forgets all of that and posts, you know, all the good qualities about him, which is fine. You know, you want to remember the good in people. Mm-hmm. And so R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. I'm not like <laughs> super upset about this one, but other things. So Sammy and I went off on Stormy World, mostly Sammy. Um, <laughs> and um, so in further news, the Kardashians have not calmed down. Kim, Chloe, and Kylie are planning to market products using their children. So they're they're so, trademarking so their names. So Chris is planning on marketing products using the kids' names. Yeah. Well, you know, like Courtney is not sitting there like trying to think of a new vin- like business. Well, Courtney's ventures. one of that one of them. She's so not- because. 
because they, they Kim, Chloe, and Kylie have like unique names. So this isn't an article. And at the end, it said that r- neither Rob nor Courtney have filed any of their children's names. Yeah, because none of their children's names are fucking like. Well, I guess Rob's kid's name is Dream, but Chris is probably like no one's buying shit from Dream. No one's buying it. I feel like that would make like an interesting kind of like scent. No one is, but that like probably exists. A and B. Okay, so Kim has North. She has Chicago. Can you trademark the oh Northwest. Northwest Chicago. Northwest and Airlines. Saint. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe has True. True. Right. And Kylie obviously has Stormy, and she's also trademarking Stormy World. And so they're not slowing down. They're so annoying. I mean, they are they're beyond. But Right. But it's also like what you have have to remember is that it's not I don't even think it's really them. It's like whoever's like handling their businesses. Yeah. Like Kylie again, like I feel like Kylie just lives in a world where she just like prances around like not even knowing what's going on. I have just, a sneaking like, suspicion. House. She was like, I want to do more for Stormy World. Like I loved Stormy World. Stormy World is amazing. And then her like business people were like, okay, this is a great opportunity. Let's definitely capitalize on Stormy World. Right. It can actually be an amusement park. Ugh. I guess it's possible. Of giant bobbleheads of her child, which are so disturbing. I hope it's something for the good. I hope that they bring, maybe it's a traveling fair for children in need. Like, that would be great. That doesn't but sound never very on brand. gonna happen. <laughs> that doesn't sound... <laughs> You're saying the Kardashian-Jenner um, brand doesn't sound... That doesn't sound in brand with a traveling... Um, Carnival that, that helps traveling kids for charity. Yeah, no, nope. no, yeah. Um, so that so we'll stay tuned to see what other crazy shit. But basically, they're solidifying the empire. The kids are the next generation. It's like royalty, but like trashy royalty. Did you? Oh, there was this thing. Um, so did you see how Kim Kardashian wore this like black dress that like just oh, covered the, her yeah, tits? Yeah, there was like cuffs, like the with the bands. It's it looked like, very like uncomfortable. It looked like she wore her like acc- You know when you accidentally put on your shirt backwards, and you're like, yeah, I'm really filmed this looking. Right. And keep it on that way. I've had a shirt I didn't like, like that. The, I didn't think it was like flattering well, at all. Yeah, because her boobs were spilling over under yeah, and below. I think it looked very awkward. But I like, like, I guess need she, a smaller she chest. can try it. So why not? Well, it was a vintage dress, and like it's 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 like in the past fashion runways. I forgot which designer and there's this account called diet prada and she like is known for calling out um like the fashion industry for copying and doing all that stuff so her thing is that she's been watched so fashion nova um the brand basically within an hour of kim kardashian wearing something they'll have a replica for 20 bucks and so this girl diet prada is always like what is the deal is how is it possible that they can like they can like just get a dress out within one hour to sell that'll ship out fast like but they so, also work with them so the th- right. so what she knows i don't think so they, I feel they like used they to work i, I feel like Kylie i used to see, to wear I used to see tra- chloe Nova. also like yeah. promoting some other well shit. i know cardi b does but now like aggressively so the, her thing is that she thinks that kim will when she knows what she's gonna wear she w- she has a partnership with fashion Nova, right. tells them and then makes money off of that probably is that insane i think that that's like i don't even think that's that like um but it's kind un- of crazy it's unethical I think that's but like I she's think probably like I'm, it I'm is capitalizing unethical. on my here's why it's unethical because it's a it's she is capitalizing on a dress like this couture dress that she's wearing right you know to to bring her status up or to br- whatever mm-hmm. and now she's th- then making a replica of that designer's work well they're gonna do it anyway it's just gonna take them more time to do it okay but wh- right so why but 
the who cares? But then she's making a profit off of it. That's why I think it's kind of fucked up. I guess you but could then, say but that then about it, anything. Right. But if could, it's if it's that fucked up, then the designers won't want to work with her, right? But and it's it not known. Like, it's not known. It's like not public if she does it. If she has a partnership with them, or do they have just some sort of in with? Well, the, I'm saying if they somebody if that's, leaking what if she's wearing. If that's found out, then like I assume publishers wouldn't want to work with her. It's a risk she's taking. It's yeah. all like a cal- you know what I mean. Like I'm sure she's like whoever's again handling these. Deals. I just feel like there's like a bigger retail conspiracy going on. I guess, but we that just means that we as consumers have to be smart about what we're. we're That's the truth about everything, but th- no one is <laughs> smart about anything. They all, everybody wants to dress like her. They're, they don't care if they don't care if this if Fashion Nova is ripping off a designer. They don't give a shit. Yeah, everybody wants to dress a little bit fancy, so they I buy mean, something cheaper. Also, it's like everyone rips off everyone. It's kind of like the way that like the world works, but especially it, with it's crazy. Yeah, and there everybody like these days doesn't have a sense of fashion anymore. It's it's let me buy Zara H and M fashion uh, forever twenty one. What, which is a rip off of something else. Everybody's walking around wearing the exact same thing. No one has a sense of style. Like when I was little, I would wear like ridiculous shit, but it was my sense of style. You right. know, and yeah. Like, as someone who I would say, as someone who's like doesn't have a refined sense of style, this doesn't bother me that I much. I wouldn't say it's refined, but I, <laughs> I'm just saying, like in general, like what people are wearing doesn't matter to me as much that much, or like what what I find I'm, it very what, annoying. I just wish that we could go back to a time where like we could just all wear like what represents our indiv- individuality instead of right instead of but like you can't really access and it's hard to access something that represents your individuality because everything is exactly the same it's also very expensive exactly so kind of, right so it's kind of like if people can buy these things at an affordable price and they don't have to be wasting all their money on like designers shit but they want to look good like why is that so bad that's not, I'm not saying that's what's bad I'm saying that there's no access to anything that's at all unique everybody's wearing the same exact shit what about thrift stores Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want, I don't, sometimes I'll buy something. I don't pre-owned, but that's why I rent everything. No. Renting is helpful too. Okay. But in real time, Kim literally just tweeted slash Instagram storied about this exact conversation. Okay. I'm going to read it verbatim to you guys. It's like three or four stories. Just stay, you know, have patience. It's devastating to see these fashion companies rip off designs that have taken blood, sweat, and tears of true designers who have put their all into their original ideas. I literally just said this. I've watched these companies profit off my husband's work for years, and now that it's also affecting designers who have been so generous to give me access to their beautiful works, I can no longer sit silent. Only two days ago, I was privileged enough to wear a -a one-of-a-kind vintage muggler, mugler, oh my God. I'm not... um, couture so muggler (laughs) dress and in less than 24 hours it was knocked off and thrown up on a site this is exactly what we're just talking about but it's not for sale you have to sign up for a wait list because the dress hasn't even been made to sell yet this is a way to get people to sign up for their mailing list and make people believe there is some kind of relationship between me and this fashion site there is not my relationships with designers are very important to me it's taken me over a decade to build them aka it took her um, her marriage to Kanye to build them. And I have a huge amount of respect for the amount of work that they have put into bringing their ideas to life. I often plan for weeks, sometimes months, and even a year. 
Okay, so which is it? In advance, and I'm grateful for every fashion moment those designers and their dresses have helped me create. So as always, don't believe everything you read and see online. I don't have any relationships with these sites. I'm not leaking my looks to anyone, and I don't support what these companies are doing. Okay, so she basically is speaking to Diet Prada and everybody who follows that because it's like a thing, and... She's answering them and saying there isn't. But clearly there is a mole of some sort, I think. It's probably like Jonathan Chebin. And, you know, that's <laughs> that's it. Or it's Chris, honestly. She, she loves to make a buck. So I guess we're just going to see. I think we're going to write an article about this, do something on um, Betches.com. So everybody look out. And we're going to be following the story. So, all right, let's just move on. That was, I didn't mean to go on that rant, but I have an, another rant later. But first, we should talk about Orange County because, you know, still watching it. I'm still deep in. Yeah. What are you up to? Um, Shannon Bedore has just walked into the Shannon room. Bedore. And her, yeah, walked in with her marriage issues and she's, loud. Is the first season that she's in. I it. think, yeah. So okay. she, so they got rid of Gretchen, Alexis, and um, who's the other one? Oh, and, and the little one. Lydia? Little, yeah. She comes back. Lydia. And they got rid of one fell swoop in one season, at the end of the season, and they brought in Lizzie and um, Shannon. And yeah. I mean, it's fine. I don't understand where David gets all his money from. He's He made a business. Construction like, business? Yeah. You can make a lot her of money. Her house is so expensive. That's her money. She has family money. Oh. She's really rich. Her family is very wealthy. Oh, I didn't know that. And he himself, and he um, made his, that's what she starts is like, he comes from like a blue collar family and I come from like wealth. Right. And so, but he has but he's made, made his, his own, own money. like fortune. Right. And so. I like, I like, what do you think of Shannon? Um, I like her because she's very, honest about her feelings right she's not trying to pretend she has this like super perfect glamorous life she's almost unable to like she right. can't yeah not she's not even right and i'm saying that's almost makes her better because she's not even like she's not even being real like because she like wants to be known like i'm real she's being real because like she just cannot act any other way yeah because like, she like has so much anxiety the, which is why i think she and heather don't get along at all because heather is the queen of hiding everything right, pretending that everything pretending is like everything is amazing like the, the last scene that i watched was she's talking to terry and she was like so i was i think we should get a dog and that was so funny when and, he calls her out yeah, on that. i remember she's that like i don't you know i think we both we make a we, donation we have both wanted a rescue dog however um you know with my uh, my fake allergies and my kids fake allergies right. and the nanny's fake allergies i think that maybe we should make a large donation and and then we'll get a uh you know and then he interrupts her and he's like so you want to like guilt relief like yeah. and she's like what are you she like goes she's like you're gonna call me out and he i like terry because he's like he yeah. just literally doesn't give a shit and you can always sense when she is full of shit and she's just talking out of her ass and just lying and he's just sitting there just like looking at her and smiling because he needs to go with it right because like, she's like annoying when she gets mad at him yes very <laughs> annoying it's so funny but she's the opposite of Sh shannon i don't want to say shannon shannon and yeah, her problems with her husband. And it's funny because Vicky chimes in and she's like, you got to stop chipping away at him, which is partially true. But he also doesn't really give her anything. Right. I think they're not a good match anymore or ever. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Like she he he seems like he's he's already cheating on her. Yeah. He's like checked out. You can tell he's like, kinda yeah, like I mean, like their relation. It's I like again. Again, I think I, I talked about this like when I had fresh finished watching yeah. it where it's like interesting to see her their lives lives like five years of their lives condensed like for me into one month yeah <laughs> because you really see like how like nothing is like 
nothing is is good or bad it's all about these moments and these time periods in this marriage which are either like sometimes like the next season like well, the next season gets worse oh. but then like it gets like they're, they're doing so well and they do like the vow renewals and they're like oh that's amazing. a bad sign yeah i know it's a, it's a bad sign, but they actually do seem like he does seem like more like checked in so it just kind of goes to show you that like marriages aren't good or bad relationships aren't good and bad they have like these like times when things are when you're in sync and times when you're not um and it's cool to be able to see that like in this super short period of time because like you, you can't see it when it's happening because it's happening over such a long stretch of time mm-hmm. that you can't really get any perspective. over. Yeah. It. Yeah. But, um, that was my favorite part about rewatching the Housewives yeah. of Orange County. It's just, it was, it's very interesting, but I mean, Heather's just like off her rocker. I really don't like this Lizzie character. She brings me nothing. She's not, she offers nothing too long. She's like pretty and like whatever, but I, I don't care. And yeah. another another husband who doesn't want his wife to work and is very open about it, which is also interesting. Does she try to work? I don't. Yeah, remember. like she tries to work. She tries to have her swimsuit line. He's like, honestly, I'd rather have another baby than you have a successful swimsuit line. He says that out right. loud. I mean, that's his preference. He can say his preference doesn't mean she has to listen to him. But like, you're allowed if you're a man. I think you're allowed to have a preference. Maybe he like when he married her, he thought that was what he was getting into. I don't think it's bad for a man necessarily to be like this is the kind of life that I want. I want to work and I want a wife that t- that stays home. And that's like my preference. I disagree because you're not marrying a woman who doesn't work. You're marrying a woman like you're, you're marrying a person well, who is dynamic, who has the capacity to change unless he thought he married some idiot. Right. I think it could be a discussion, but it's just kind of, I think it's kind of like anything else. Like when you marry someone who then they don't want kids and you're kind of like, well, like, I thought we agreed that we both didn't want kids. And then like now you're changing your mind. Yeah, like she's allowed to change her mind. Right. But like maybe that doesn't work for him and maybe they're no longer going to be a match, which as we've Googled. No, but I'm saying don't work out. My point was that it's like another man. Like there's this like seems to be. I mean, the show is called Real Housewives. Yeah. (laughs) So like another man who feels that way. It's it's interesting to see because Mm -hmm. like nowadays in 2019, there's no one who would say that. Well, it's not like socially acceptable to say that, but I'm sure there's still people who feel that. And I think there's nothing wrong with feeling that if that's like your preference for like how you want to live your life but like obviously like if you're not adapting to like the times or adapting to the way that i just it's so interesting to see how times change and who is what is socially acceptable to say out loud that's also very true especially again watching everything in mm -hmm. such close time proximity you're like wow like even like two seasons ago did things that they said were not okay two seasons later right like how Vicky would never say the word vagina or she finds that word gross like many seasons ago. Oh, and yeah. now and like fast forward to now it's become socially acceptable to say that out and she like says many different things and the way she screams at Lori. <gasps> Speaking of this, so this is a, like a last season when Lori comes on just to stir drama about That was Vicky. so weird. When she they literally came on for that purpose. in Canada. It was so that was the best hour of television of my entire life. That was amazing. When she was screaming I did not have sex with <laughs> it was so she, like, scares me. <laughs> it's so funny she explodes and it's so funny because it's real right like she's truly scr- like i do you think she said she had sex with multiple partners uh, i don't think even it matters at this point i don't yeah so i'm saying it kind of doesn't matter but like i think she did like it's fine i don't care but like she kind of says she and Don had sort of an open relationship. Yeah, she says And that if she wanted to have like a threesome, like, like, I don't care. I'm owning it, Lori. I'm owning it. Like, just drop it. She's Like, Lori's just like, you cheated. And she's like, I know. He cheated. Whatever. Why are you calling it out? Like, why are you unearthing this shit? Right. That I, I wonder you, if Bravo, like, found her and you, asked her to come back and do this. I think she went to Bravo 
that's what that's what Vicky said is like you want you want fame back you regret leaving and now you want it back you made mm-hmm. a good decision to leave because of the spotlight on your family and your son who is in and out of rehab and is now like convicted on like, like murder, murder. um <laughs> but yeah I just that was crazy to me but it was so funny like that was that was good TV it was um Beverly Hills Beverly Hills Denise Richards what do you um, think what are your thoughts how do you feel it was so funny to hear them calling out Winnie. She's like not comfortable on camera yet. I yeah, think she seems not. like very awkward. Well, it was the first episode. I get it. It's also like kind of crazy. Like the well, they 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 obviously are going to do this because it's how everyone knows her and like everyone's just talking about how they know Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of crazy that he has HIV. Too. Yeah. Wild. I keep forgetting that. And I then know. like I'm like, and they bring back the winning stuff and like all that other. Uh huh. Like. It's, and then they show Lisa Rinna having like a scene with him sucking with her, her toes. toes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. She So she used to be married to him a long time ago. Right. Then he had his like, then divorced for a while. Then he had his like crazy mental break, I right. guess. And they were like fighting. He, that was probably, during the year of winning. I think that was like 2013. 2011. I remember because I applied to be his intern. No, you did yes, not. I did. You're crazy. I, did, I had nothing to do. Oh, <laughs> well, um. You would have had HIV. So Are you surprised <laughs> that in 2011, I would no, that would was have like wanted your to be Charlie, Charlie Sheen's intern. Uh, no, yeah. Um. So then later after that, then he had sex with multiple partners, and then he he contracted HIV. Yeah. After all of that, remember he drank think, like I, tiger I, I, blood. Is it clear like when he contracted it? It was definitely after. Yeah. It was after her. I, they only like said it re- relatively recently, but I don't know like when they said he. I think it was during it. his time of like being probably he was like going on a crazy rampage, really crazy rampage. It was insane. I don't like it's crazy that that was even happening. And now Denise is on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Hills, who apparently negotiated her. She was like the highest first housewife, right. paid, which we're gonna do trivia we're later play about a that. Fun game with that. Um. So, what do you think of the what do you think of the season so far? This first episode. I think it started off strong. I usually, I honestly, like over the years, have started to like really not like it yeah. because I think it's the same storyline every fucking year, which is like. Um, do you think the fight with Kyle and Lisa is fake? Oh, where they showed that in the beginning, mm-hmm. it looked a little fake. But like, I think it's definitely, I think they, they have sort of long-standing beef. Right. Well, it comes with, I think all of, in all of these like Real Housewives franchises where there's two characters that are always kind of like fighting a little bit for the spotlight and there's, they would be competitive because they're on a show together. Yeah. They're like both competing for probably like ad endorsements, the most famous, most Instagram followers, yeah. all that other stuff to be like the most well-liked, the richest, whatever, yeah. richest. Like it makes sense. Like it would be weird if they didn't compete almost because they were like in so many of the same Right. Do you know what I mean? They're directly competing for the spotlight. That's really affects how much but they they're paid. do well when two are best friends. Like when I think it's getting bo- kind of boring when they're friendly. I think this is actually a better move. I'm so much more interested in watching them fight than watching them like like laugh at people on the side. Well, yeah, I guess, but it's fun to watch them as friends for sure. Like it's fun. Like you want to be friends with them. It's like it's like an it's like exciting. Like you want to be in on it. But the funny thing is, the her Kyle's whole shtick is that. That that um, Lisa is harder on her than everyone else. But it's because she thinks of her as more of a threat than anyone probably else. Probably. Whereas Lisa's whole thing is that she always brings people under her wing. You know, like how she like the her, that guy. I think forgot Lisa's his name. like a little bit of a sociopath, and she likes people as long as they need her. Yeah. So she doesn't like when Kyle becomes like too anything, like too independent, too strong, too, too whatever, too rich. It like doesn't. 
it then it starts to threaten her before mm-hmm. that she likes like being friends when she's like clearly she's the, the one, one on that's top. doing better yeah. um it makes sense it, it all makes sense and yeah. then now that her brother passed away she which is she's why she's starting to break a little bit yeah like, and and show more emotion and that's why i think she did the whole thing where she was like and you didn't come to my restaurant opening yeah like because it's like she's kind of like wasn't implying even implying that 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 she didn't come because she like is not happy for her yeah that she opened this new restaurant because she's probably not because they're both again like but the restaurant wasn't even sense. open it wasn't the I'm opening sure, especially as vanderpump rules has become more popular yeah. kyle gets like you know what I mean? There's, there's the, the 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 swings of power have probably changed. Like how much pull they have at Bravo is probably yeah, like. I think that probably different. has a lot to do with it. Like Which the new house that they, they don't bring talk in. about. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I don't know. I mean, right now, I think Kyle isn't speaking to Lisa, and like right now, real time. Hmm. So I don't know what's gonna go down. I liked how they did that foreshadowing two months later thing. I'm, yeah. I'm pumped for that. I wonder what happened. They got right into the drama with the. What did you think about the Dorit dog situation? I thought that was ridiculous. Why couldn't you just bring it back? Because she probably didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, but it's crazy. I love that guy who works there who's like going off on it. Right. And like it was really funny when they watched. She's like, this is the dog. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be good. I'm surprised Zuri would even like pretend to get a sh- like a rescue dog. Right. Right, she's so she's like, like the most pretentious person in the world. Like why? But at least Heather's like not getting one. Do right, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I think she's just kind of like dumb. Who? Dorit. Dorit. Yeah, she just she like was is. probably like, oh, I'll look good. Like I'll like adopt this dog. Like it'll look great for television, and then I'll just like get rid of it, and no one will know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it, but a bit PK. I'm sure like the dogs like probably bite. It's probably traumatized from whatever previous experience it's right. on. Like it's kind of like saying like. You got a foster child and they like were acting, they were like misbehaving. Like, of course they were. That's right. sort of like the thing that comes along with like being <laughs> right. generous or like being like, you know, charitable and like doing something that's hard. It's easier yeah. to get a dog that hasn't been through anything. They're obviously going to be like yeah, nicer like and sweeter. Mm. Well, okay. So this brings me to my thought. Like, okay. So there's a bunch of documentaries on Netflix. I just want, I have a whole thing about TV that I want to bring up these days. I've noticed. Okay. So like I got rid of my DVR and okay. so I don't I like watch anything I really want to watch I watch on time and like for cable yeah like okay. housewives I'll watch on time or if I don't have time I'll watch it the next day on like my smart Hulu? TV yeah or like the Bravo on demand thing mm-hmm. not an ad so <laughs> so like these days there's Amazon Hulu and um, Netflix are competing extremely intensely about who can deliver more content like more right. more more content and they're taking advantage i feel like of us of this whole like true crime like you see Drew put out a ted bundy documentary no also? i didn't see that i was just like browsing this it is what i'm saying the only okay so there i feel like all of a sudden there is no such thing as good tv anymore right there's Out too of, many options there's too many options so I agree. like the only ne- every movie that netflix puts out is, is completely bad. terrible is it's terrible so bad the only thing that okay so the only thing that i like is i liked was the fire festival like duel right that was like interesting those documentaries were interesting the subject matter was good but like 
I'm trying to watch a good documentary and I, I can't get through anything anymore. I watch one episode and I'm over it. Like The Staircase, I watch one episode. Right. I tried to watch Ted Bundy. I couldn't get through it. Um, I watched that Lorena thing. I have to say with Ted Bundy, it gets way better. The first episode sucks. Okay. I, I tried to there. watch L- Loretta, Lorena on um, Amazon. That? It's about the woman that chopped off her husband's penis. Oh, Lorena Bobbitt. Bobbitt, yeah. Okay. I, I watched that. Again, Like it's all formulaic and annoying it's like i know how right. this is going to end they're not going to do everybody's trying to do making a murderer mm-hmm. and it can't happen and i feel like there's just this like i, I started watching that russian doll and nothing is that? good not everything sucks that's what i'm saying everything sucks. it's hard to tell what sucks the most because like there's no there's so much stuff that it can't even be reviewed in like a so so in a good way I'm i just, totally agree with you there's too I'm many options craving good television or i'm craving to watch like all we are is sitting around like looking for something to watch and you know how it's going to end badly mm-hmm. unless you like hear someone say something so re- so that's why i keep coming back to housewives because it's low risk it's right. like i know exactly that this is you gonna be exactly good no getting. matter what yeah like i know it's gonna be good and, and it's, you're already also invested exactly in the right so that's why i keep coming back to it that's why i don't have any shows dvr'd i'm like i'm not wasting my fucking time on stuff yeah. i don't care about i don't watch like the challenge anymore i don't do watch any of those shows i think I, b- I barely even watch vanderpump this season i'm just like i'm kind of over everything but so i saw the sh- so for valentine's day rusty took me to see to kill a mockingbird oh, nice. on um broadway and it was written by aaron sorkin and jeff daniels is the main character and i absolutely loved it it was one of those things my phone was away you can't pick up your phone there's another thing i go through i can't sit through anything i took up my phone for five minutes in my apple tv stalls because i've been off of it for too long (laughs) but so i i'm watching this play and i'm like this is quality like i've never i haven't felt that way in a very long time and i almost feel like we we need to go back to curation there needs to be something like something that like, cur- yeah. curates the well, content for your personality or you know what I mean? Right, well, there's too many options and most because it's so easy to put something out there now, there's so many channels that will like buy it or do it and they're all competing. It, it just makes it so there's a lot more crap. Like it used to be that if you wanted quality TV, you subscribe to HBO. Yeah. And every Sunday there was like a good show that came out and every Saturday you'd look at what the new movie that they that they put out yeah, was and that's right. what you fucking watched or you like went to Blockbuster. And it was great. Right. <laughs> and then you spent an hour in Blockbuster still not really finding what you want to watch because it's all old stuff. But I don't know. I I still love HBO. I think HBO has like a formula. I, I don't think they w- they are what they used to be, but I do, do think they still have some good stuff. Like I think they're they're in a weird transition period now having to compete with these other yeah. entities. But I don't see them. But they don't record they don't release nearly as much shit as everyone else does. But that's why that's, that's probably it's good. good. It's a good thing HBO if anybody's listening please don't. Yeah, so HBO has just been amazing like Game of Thrones. I don't know what like I've been watching True Detective this season. I really like it. But I feel like a lot of their shows while they're a little bit slow. Is it good? It's like cerebral. Right. And it's not necessarily like, just just fucking like a formula. Which is Mm -hmm. what I hate. Like, formulate content is the worst. Right. I did really like Roma. And that is nominated for, like, an Oscar. I tried to watch that for one second. And again, I got on my phone. It starts off very slow. It's actually, again, it's not something that's going to be, like, wildly entertaining the whole time. You're not, like, on a joyride. Right. But, like, it's, like, very artistic. Like, if you can, like, manage to pay attention. It's very, very, like, good. There's subtitles, the entire thing. I also, like, related to the story. So, I think I really liked it. Yeah. But... 
Um, my, I turned it on and then there was a dog right away and Sansa kept barking and I was like, I can't. This is so annoying. I turned it off. Right. I just thought it was good. Like as opposed to like, there's no one like famous in it. It's very, you know what I mean? There's like a Mexican, there's a Mexican actress who's like the star of it who looks like a real Mexican person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not like, they're not like glamorized, like right, Hollywood right. people pretending to be like, do you know even like that Selena movie? I think uh, Jennifer Lopez, who's Puerto Rican, was like playing Selena, who's right. Mexican. They just like, that's not what a Mexican person looks like. They mm-hmm. just like don't. Right. Do you know what I mean? It was about the culture. Right. It's like a real cultural, yeah. like actual movie. I, it was, was good. It was great. I cried. Okay. I want to watch. Okay. So maybe I'll watch it, it. I just need to put my phone in another room. Pay attention. It's very, I think you'll like it. It was, it's okay. like very moving. Well, so speaking of, so Netflix released or this, this documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight, which everybody's sort of talking about. And what's interesting about this documentary, which I won't give anything away, Jordan, you got to watch it. Okay. Is that. I want to watch it. Okay, what's interesting about it is that it's not a sh- it's not a series. It's an hour and a half movie, right? Documentary, mm-hmm. right? Which a normal are which normal ones are. And instead of all of these that they're pushing, they're also what Netflix is doing that's so annoying is making series out of one and a half hour shows. Like everything is dragged. Like how making a murderer two was the biggest waste of time of my life. Oh yeah, I didn't finish that. Every episode was the same. They could have just done the last two episodes and that would have been good. Yeah, that was one of those annoying things that they clearly just dragged out for money. No one cared about it anymore. So what was funny about Abducted in Plain Sight, within the first quarter of this documentary, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Who is what is doing? I don't want to give anything away. We'll talk about it. In a good way? It's like... It's like at the end of it, you're just like, what did I just watch? Like, what is the story? It's wild. But it's one of those things where they could have used maybe a part one and a part two. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's interesting. It was the complete opposite. They crammed all of this crazy shit that happens uh-huh. to this one family. And I could have used a little bit more of an in-depth, like, please tell me more about that. Please tell me more about that. So it was like interesting because the opposite of like something like making a murder or two. But anyway, we should talk about it another time. I'm sure everybody who's listening is just like, but talk about it. I have no, yeah, I have no idea what watch you're talking it, about, but I'm gonna, I'll check it out. We'll watch it next time. I watched Ted Bundy too, which was like, again, we don't have to talk too much about it. Um, it does get better. The first episode, I was like, I'm so bored. And then you kind of push through and that's when like towards the end, it gets into the meat of it. It's just kind of crazy that in like the 70s, you could kill like 30 women across. And like, it's fine. And, like, you can't be caught. And right. And it's just like so easy to get away with it. Just yeah. like literally like, breaking into like he also escaped prison twice it's just like kind of nuts it's just nuts and he left his his cigarette butts everywhere they had no dna testing and right. yeah and it's it was crazy just, like that you could just kill that many people just like casually right there's no there's no consequences or no people, one could find you right and it's so hard between states to like mm-hmm. so much harder to get away with murder now well good thing yeah um <laughs> so what's so the if, glory days yeah let's go back to glory so if anybody like if you guys agree with us let us know email us slapped at betches.com do you also feel overwhelmed with the content because i really do and i'm gonna like stop watching everything altogether. <laughs> yeah well th- now you need like a friend you need like a strong referral like you just said the yeah. abducted and plain sight thing like now i'm gonna Someone watch told it me to watch i that. need it vetted by a person that i know very well yeah i agree i agree anyway so let's so we're gonna take a quick break We'll be right and back. we'll be right back to do some emails and then we're going to do some games later, which have to do with Real Housewives salaries. So stay tuned. So guys, today we're sponsored by Third Love. I have a Third Love bra. I love it. The fit is like perfect because they have half cup sizes mm-hmm. and it's just like super convenient, really easy way to get quality bras delivered to your door. 
especially because most people don't actually know their size, myself included, you know, like I fluctuate and I don't really know my size. So they have a fit finder quiz and it like finds your perfect fit within 60 seconds because it's not about just like the number with the letter. It's about the shape of what your breasts look like. And it's actually a really fun quiz. And I think that you should do it. And it's it's I figured out that I actually wasn't the size that I, I thought I was. And it makes a difference like you like even though two sizes are equal one might benefit your body shape better than the exactly, other Exactly, because everyone has a different shape yeah and I honestly just placed a second order for another bra I got a strapless and I'm really excited about it because I truly trust this company and they have 60 days guarantee so like you have 60 days to wear it if it doesn't actually work for you you can return it and returns and exchanges are free and easy so third love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off their first order go to thirdlove.com slash betch now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash betch for 15% off today dear betches i just have a lot of feelings all right we're back okay i'll read the first email yeah dear betches i keep running into the same problem where i seem to be the difficult betch of the friend group A group of four friends and I decided to make a trip to Nashville this spring. I suggested a random weekend instead of Memorial Day due to cost slash limited rooms, and they still chose to go with Memorial Day, even if I couldn't go because it works better for their work schedules. I think that's fair. I agreed to go then because I was trying to be less difficult. When I asked about the hotel, I found myself in the same situation as I have for every other tentative girls trip. The hotel they found has horrible reviews about about the area for drugs being solicited outside no hot water really and molt they want to do this hotel because it comes out to twenty dollars per person a night i don't even want to go if they're we're going to stay at this motel fair i agree i even <laughs> offered to pay the difference for a nicer hotel and they didn't want to find anything else am i being too difficult should i just suck it up and and go and cringe every time i take a shower or get in bed this friend group tends to leave me out of plans often and i'm beginning to wonder if we just need to part ways but i always wonder if i'm making too big of a deal out of the small things and that's why they neglect to invite me places this isn't the first time where my schedule slash opinion for a trip was ignored and i wasn't able to go so this leaves me wondering am i the problem sincerely annoying friend brush is this heather dubrow <laughs> <laughs> um the thing okay the thing about the hotel for twenty dollars a night like i would freak out right but you i mean like you have to remember though but also when i was younger i wouldn't freak out right everyone has their different standards and everyone's like entitled to them i think it's kind of like the kind of thing where it's like to them like it's not worth spending the more more money to have a nicer place you offering is not something that here's the thing about offering it's nice but like you're not realistically gonna let someone pay the difference like it's awkward to like even right really do that and i think there might be something that's unsaid here that maybe the way that you go probably maybe about certain things just like knowing some it's like maybe it's a little bit maybe you're from your perspective your intentions are good but maybe the way that you go about changing things doesn't it's like annoying like they put in all this work and now right. you're coming in after suggesting something new and they're like well no like you plan it then right you know what i mean then you come up with you do yeah. the trip you like say like i want to go to nashville this spring i'm going to make it so that um you guys plan or maybe the next trip you suggest you plan like they probably don't want her to plan because they're gonna have to spend so much more money like we all have a friend who plans things that are very expensive right and then you wind up like having to pay for that it's kind of here's the thing it's like if you plan as the planner you kind of get to pick like the like the amount the kind of trip this is going to be right so they probably don't want her to plan it 
because they're like, I don't want to spend all this money. Well, then they don't have to go. I think you should find friends to travel with who want to travel the way you like to travel. I Yeah, I, I agree. And I get that that's easier said than done because it's not like there's like a million people out there who you feel comfortable enough traveling with. But here's the thing. Or it's just like, choose one or two of them. Right. And say like, I'm looking to go on this type of trip. Let me know if anybody wants to come and maybe they'll be interested or like you can say it far in advance so that people can save their money or just wait a year or two and everyone will be on your page or more likely to more be. likely to be because the older you get, the less comfortable you are with like shit. Yeah. Like I don't the, I, what, the small the lower bar like you have. We for, used to go to Montauk all the time or Fire Fire Island. We used yeah, to go we to, and there was pack like seventeen people in a room. Like who knows if they nobody even even thought about the the yeah. idea that there might be like bed bugs. Like but we just didn't care. We just slept in the beds, didn't give a shit. It was just a place to to sleep between partying. Like it wasn't even yeah. it wasn't like about the like nobody even cared if they showered or didn't. Like people drunk right. showered. Like yeah, that's why the older you get, the yeah. harder it is to really. Also, it's also harder to plan trips with like a lot of people the older you get because again everyone like becomes a little bit more set in their ways yeah and wants like a certain type of trip and it doesn't necessarily work out where everyone's going to be on the same page so like my again my advice is either find someone who want likes to travel the way you do or if majority wants to travel different different like and cheaper you might have to just go with that if you want to do these if trips. you want to go but at the end of the day you just like it's your decision of whether or not you want to go should we do one more let's do the next let's email. do it Hey, Betches. First off, your podcasts are the only thing that make my half hour commute possible. Having Sony to choose from makes sure my road rage is kept to a minimum. That being said, I have an issue that I need to resolve fast. I'm a first year law student and I've been working my hardest to have a GPA high enough to be eligible for a big law firm's summer associate positions. Long story short, since I'm part-time student, everyone keeps telling me there was no way I was getting one of these positions, even though I'm transitioning to a full-time student and still graduating in three years. For the first couple of weeks this semester, I was stressing about what I was doing this summer because I didn't have anything lined up. A friend recommended me for a fall firm, a small firm in the suburbs and I figured a job is a job. I accepted their offer, but then literally the next day I had a network opportunity that resulted in an interview at a big law firm in the city for a summer position. To my surprise, they just offered me their summer associate position, which is great and I want to accept. I want to take advantage of this opportunity at the big firm since if I do a good job, I'm basically guaranteed a job after graduating. Also, I am a broke law student that really can't pass up a significant pay increase. The problem is I just started with a small law firm in the suburbs literally a month ago. How do I tell my new bosses that I'm leaving in May when they've been so generous and hired me thinking I might eventually work there after graduating? They've also had negative stories to tell me about big law firms, which may cause some tension now that that's where I will be working. Typically, I wouldn't give notice until a couple weeks before I was leaving, but one of the big law firm partners recruiters slash recruiters knows my current boss. Also, they know how the summer associate jobs work and that usually you know where you will be working a few months before you start. Any advice on what I should do or how to feel less guilty about the decision I've made? Thank you so much, Elle Woods, in training. Ooh, that was mouthful. So to <laughs> summarize, she, she got a job at this smaller law yeah. firm interning, right? But she got a job offer after that to be didn't, a bigger, yeah. bigger law firm. She didn't think she was going to get it. She got it. Right. As in, so she wants it more. Right. And it's a pay increase. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing is that like none of this is like personal, right? Like business is like a business. And like if you need more money and you've got loans to pay and you have things like that, that's like a priority of yours. And people understand that as long as you tell them in like a respectful way. Yeah. And let them know that like you appreciate like 
them giving you a chance and hiring you. And who knows, you might want to come. Honestly, like working at a big law firm, from what I've heard, does really suck. But you know what? They pay really well. So you can say like, I understand like this might not be the like the best move for me long term. My decision, but I want to at least give it a try. I really need like honestly, I really need like I need the the money and I need to like um and I and I need to try it and like I appreciate everything you've done and like honestly like I had such a great time working here and I would love to like like keep in touch keep in touch yeah Yeah. um yeah I I agree with you um I think it should it's not it's not I mean it's not personal to an extent I mean it's everything is business it's business but again like the personal part is is how respectful you are when you relay the message so like if you're just like fuck you i'm out right. and that's that's personal because you you, yeah, you are should give as much notice as you as is, you can yes yeah, so i think you should give all the notice as much notice as possible again the, the key is to saying thank you so much for taking a chance on me and it's not um i didn't it, it doesn't go unnoticed I'm, i can't believe like that you would even take I had a such chance a great time yeah and learn um, so much here at the end of the day i just i need to do what's um what's best for me right now and I need a larger salary and this is a better this is an opportunity that I can't say no to and don't give them too many details don't make it don't I think that if you're telling a boss who owns a law firm it can become personal if you're saying um well it's a better stepping stone for my career don't say that I wouldn't say that but 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 I'm saying that's in the in that's where it could become personal because the boss is like fuck you like I'm right you don't think this is important important I think it's more like listen like I would love to stay stay here honestly like I have a lot of loans I really need um I don't think you even I don't think you even need to go there I'm just saying you could say like it's honestly like this is like if if the compensation like if the compensation were were equal I would 100 I would love to stay here yeah I love being here I don't think that that's true though what if they do offer her equal I think she could take it she needs the money that's why she said she wants to know I she can't pass up the significant pay increase well everyone everyone every lawyer I know that works at a big corporate law firm would much much prefer to work at a smaller law firm like the one you're interning at as much money if they could make as much money it's not fun. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna have the same kind of job working at the small law firm. Right. You're gonna have to work very, very, very hard. Yeah, very it's, long and hours. like very long hours. And but you will make more money. So like, if that is what is important to you, and that is what you need the money, then like that's something that you're gonna have to do. It doesn't mean you have to do it forever. Yeah. Just and I think that's something. I think it's a some, money thing. That's what I'm saying. I think it is a money thing. I think like they'll be aware of that. They know like where they are on like the landscape of like mm-hmm. they know you're gonna you're not gonna have as like nice of a time there. But that's just sort of how like corporate law works. So I think you can say like, thanks so much for this opportunity. Like I would love to keep working here. Honestly, like I enjoy, enjoy X, Y, Z about working here. It's been like so great. I've learned some, right. I've learned so much, but like, honestly, like I, I, the, 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 the pay and that I think that's fine to mention the pay because that is, that is why you're leaving. Like that's not like a, right. And that's not even like, you know what I mean? If someone left our job to make, a crazy crazy amount of like it got an amazing opportunity that we couldn't give them I'd, i wouldn't take it personally no i wouldn't right. either yeah but it's, i'm what i'm what i was saying was that like you don't need to go so deep into an explanation right. you could just be like this is a i just I, this is a career move i need to make i thank you for the opportunity i don't think you need to start going and you know over right. and over about but i'm saying you should you can keep it you can keep it like definitely keep it friendly so that you can come back if you need to right especially if the boss like knows the other boss right Okay, let's Let's play some games. We'll be right back. As many of you might already know, Aileen and I are huge fans of therapy. Big therapy. Love the therapy. 
but as you all know, therapy can be expensive. It can be hard to schedule. If you if you work nine to five, it's hard to get one of those, you know, light, night or early morning slots. And it's also like an emotional experience. You have to be physically like and mentally, emotionally ready to speak to someone. And it's sometimes like a little bit daunting. Absolutely. So we want to talk to you guys about an option that can really help you if maybe you're not looking to take that plunge into going into in-person sessions. It's called BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a service that helps you connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment, making it super convenient. You can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. They have BetterHelp has therapists who are specialized in all sorts of issues that all of us deal with and every struggle with, whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief and self-esteem. Which and it, I have like all these problems, not but, all of them, but many. And also just a reminder, you don't need to have like severe trauma or severe depression to have to, to want to seek therapy. It just, we always say that it's always better to, improve yourself or just be on a journey of improvement and therapy can really get you there and if you don't want to commit to having like a therapist that you go see in person this is an amazing option for you because everything you share is confidential and you can try a different therapist if you don't like the one that that is assigned to you or you choose then you can seek someone else and they have so many different therapists there's 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states and it's available worldwide and you can talk to them text you can chat on the phone you can video chat and you can set it up in under like a whole 24 hours it's honestly amazing one of the things i think is really also great about it other than the fact that it's like both secure convenient and convenient is that it is affordable and even if you can't necessarily even afford to add anything to your expensive they do have financial aid available for those who qualify so i think it's definitely worth exploring if this is something that you're interested definitely definitely explore it at least go look it up so and the best of all it we're off Betch slapped listeners are getting 10 percent off of their first month with discount code slapped so why not just try it? Go today. Go to betterhelp.com slash slapped. All you do is you simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll absolutely love. That's betterhelp.com slash slapped. Okay, let's play some games. Um, okay, we have flashcards, trivia. All right, should we, we'll should take we divide turns. them? Or, okay. Yeah, should we? We'll just take turns. Okay. Wanna go first? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, who makes more? Kyle Richards or Lisa Vanderpump? Oh, this is Real Houses of Beverly Hills themed trivia. Who makes more money? Who makes more money from the show? Uh, unclear. I think from the show. Kyle I think, or Lisa? I think Lisa makes more money from the show. No, I don't think Kyle makes more money anywhere else. I think Kyle like is richer. Well, because her, her husband right. makes money. Um, Lisa. Ooh. She's reportedly paid around one million per season while Kyla's salary is alleged only about half that. Ooh. She, yeah, that makes sense. Lisa yeah. also has another show. Kyle also never starts any fucking drama. She just cries she all just the time. She just cries all the time. Okay, don't show me the back. Okay. Who was the first housewife to get paid one million for a single season? Oh, well, we know this. Denise Richards. No. What? Nene oh, Leakes. for a season. Nene Leakes, when she returned to Real Housewives of Atlanta in season six, she became the first housewife to sign a million dollar single season contract. Nene is also the highest paid current housewife, making two point seven million for the most recent season. Oh shit. What a great gig. Also, I guess to to clarify, this isn't a real housewife of Beverly Hills trivia. This is just housewife, housewife salary generally. trivia. Yes. Okay. 
How much was Bethany paid for season Ooh. one of Real House of New York? Season one. $25,000. like nothing. Yeah. I think $25,000. Um, for the whole season. I think $25,000. Yeah. Okay. This was also like 2000 <laughs> For season one, Bethany made $7,250. Oh. She now makes more than, guess how much she makes more than per season? A million. 1.5. Wow. Pers- more than 1.5. That's pretty amazing. She made how much? 7000 comma 250 i mean it wasn't even like real show she didn't have a job and the show they didn't even know the show was gonna do well i'm not surprised well they 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 were gonna they hoped it would because oc was out oh yeah but she was a no one yeah she was like jill zarin's lackey wow seven thousand yeah that's pretty it's very interesting one a pay increase who makes more denise richards on beverly hills or cynthia cynthia bailey on atlanta wait say it again who makes more Denise Richards on Beverly Hills or Cynthia Bailey on Atlanta? Um, Denise, Cynthia Bailey. Oh my God, I don't she know re- anything. I thought Denise made like some had some sort of crazy contract. She reportedly made one point seven million for her most recent season, while Denise Richards is getting one million for her first season. I think it's like she got the most for her starting season, her first season. Right, yeah. yeah, she had the highest starting salary because she's a known like known. Yeah. Okay. Next. On the upcoming season of Orange County, <gasps> OG Vicky Gun- Gunvalson is allegedly taking a pay cut and being demoted to friend of the housewives. If she oh, left, wow. who would be the highest paid OC housewife if she left? Tamara. Yeah, I think Tamara. Tamara Judge, yeah. Okay. I can't believe she's going to be demoted to friend. She must be starting a lot of shit. Which Beverly Hills housewife is paid more for their first season on the show? Eileen Davidson or Lisa Rinna? Rinna. Eileen. Oh, I was about to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> she made $750,000 for her first season, which was a record for a new housewives at the time. She, I guess she was like a big, she was, she was already a big soap opera on, star. She's on a and soap opera. And I think opera. for the moms who watched, she was probably a big pull. Lisa Renna made four fifty k for her first season. That makes um, sense to me because I changed my mind because I forgot she was a current show we don't, star. Right, she's not someone we, we watch, but I feel like for We're that, not middle, really for that middle demo. age demo, like yeah. they probably loved her. In which city did the cast allegedly agree to shoot season two for free so that Bravo wouldn't cancel their show? Dallas. I was about to say, it's got to be Dallas. Dallas. Season one was originally meant to be a different non-Housewives reality show, so the ladies wanted to prove to Bravo that they could bring it for season two. Do you watch it? You said I, you do. I do. I okay. didn't watch first, the first season because I heard I it was did. terrible. And that I didn't like it. Rank, okay. rank the current Real Housewives of New York cast from lowest to highest paid. Oh, fun. Okay. Lowest to highest paid. The current ones? Yes. Can you tell me who they are? Give me on not order. Um, okay. So you have Ramona. You have Lu, um, Countess. You have Beth. There's five of them, I think. Dorinda. And or like six of them. Dorinda. But two of them are tied. Wait, who's, the, who's another one? Dur- Say it again. Um, Bethany. Okay. Dorinda, okay. Ramona. Okay. Um, I'm not doing it in order. Right. Luann. Who am I missing? There's two more. Who am I missing? Oh. S- Sonia and Tinsley. Sonia and Tinsley. Okay. Lowest paid is Tinsley. Yes. Okay. Um, next. So there's Luann. Um, I think that who Bethany or Ramona is the highest paid. One or the other. I think Bethany is the highest paid. Yes. Okay. Then I think second highest paid is Ramona. Yes. Then I think it's. Luann. It's a tie. Luann and Sonia are a tie? 
Yes. Okay. Wow, and, you're good. Okay, because I figure like it has to be about who's been around the longest, plus like who's who's good, who's wow. a good negotiator. You got that all right. Yes. Very impressive. That was like so. I, I Dorinda is right after. Is right after. She's the second lowest. Yeah. Paid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dorinda's wow. after. Very Tinsley. impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad my and my my brains have gone to something important. That was so much fun. If you guys like this game, let us know. Slapped at betches.com. If you have an email you want us to answer, slapped at betches.com. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Email us. Bye. Betches.